Hi everyone and welcome back to Nobody Knows. I hope you are having a wonderful Friday, whatever time you're listening to this on Friday. Maybe you're not listening to it on Friday. Maybe it's Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, what have you. I hope you're having a great day. If you are listening to it on Friday, we finally made it to the weekend, which is great. It's exciting. Hope you have some fun plans maybe up ahead this weekend. I'll be packing for a vacation, which is exciting. I'm happy to be in this space. And then I think my roommate, Maddie, and I will be going to an Oscars party, which sounds like a really good time for me, but kind of probably sounds like a nightmare to Maddie because she hates movies. She's not really like a movie type gal. And she's also not really into like the pop culture of like movie stars and stuff like that. That's like never been her thing. I love it. I can't get enough of it. My mom used to buy me magazines as a kid and I would read them like all the trashy magazines that I would just eat it up as a kid. So I love the Oscars and I've been watching it literally since I was a kid with my mom. So I'm excited for it. I always think it's fun to like watch the movies and then make your own critique and see if uh, you're better than the Academy. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to go to an Oscars party on Sunday and that will be my weekend. But I hope you also have some fun-filled things this weekend or maybe you can just relax. Maybe relax and listen to this podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today's guest. She's badass. She's so cool. She's very down-to-earth, laid-back, and you would totally understand that from her TikToks. She is exactly how she portrays herself on her TikToks as in person or over our Zoom call that we had together, our Zoom interview, and she's great. I learned so much from her in our time together. I'm really excited for you to hear what she has to say. You probably know who it is already, judging by the title of this episode, but today we're interviewing Amanda of Amanda Finding Balance on TikTok. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, first of all, I think you're probably living under a rock or you don't have TikTok. I mean, they're both one and the same, give or take, you know what I mean? But I'll give you the 411 on Amanda and what her situation is so that you have an understanding going into this episode. So Amanda Pereira is a 29-year-old single mom to a three-year-old daughter. In November of 2022, Amanda decided to try for probably the millionth time to change her life, probably like everyone else, you know what I mean? And she wanted to get her health back on track after years of living in quote-unquote survival mode. She said, I wanted to document the process in the form of daily videos that I would then post online as I navigated the last year of my 20s. And in a very short time frame, thousands of other women, other people have related to the things that Amanda was experiencing, and she has now grown her community to over 60,000 followers. First, I think that just shows how incredible social media is, and particularly TikTok, and the fact that you can get reach so many different people so quickly now. And then two, I think her content really proves that this is a phenomenon that's going on, whether it be across women, whether it be across people in their late 20s that are experiencing this feeling of being constantly stuck in survival mode and like not having laid out their routines and the foundation that they need to live a balanced, a happy, a fulfilling life. 
And Amanda went on to say that this community has really pushed her to keep going and to continue being open and honest about her life and the struggles she's experiencing. So in this episode, we're determining what it means to have a successful day and how that has changed for us over the years. Amanda shares her top tips for those that are struggling with binge eating or struggling with some form of an eating disorder. And she notes how she imagined that she'd be this quote unquote forever sad girl and further elaborates on how she is actually changing that narrative. So does this sound like something you're interested in? Also, I'm looking at myself in the video and like talk about golden hour. It's a little bit much because like hard contrast from the sun here and like absolutely no light on here, but whatever. I'll take the sun. Come to me. Also a reminder, if you love watching your podcasts, I am now on YouTube. So if you want to go and listen to this on YouTube, highly recommend. Thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on Nobody Knows. I'm glad that we get to have this chat. Why don't we start off at the very beginning? So can you share your story and what made you actively choose to change your life? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So yeah, my name is Amanda. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and I've always been very into self-improvement from like from my teenage years. I was making lists on things I wanted to change on always trying to improve myself. Um, I tried everything under the sun and I've struggled a little bit, but now that I'm 29, um, it kind of hit me that my 30s are approaching and I don't want to spend my 30s um, just trying to be better. You know, I really felt like it was time to commit and to start making real changes and, you know, go through all the way instead of giving up like I've done in the past. So that's when I decided that I was going to start documenting my journey the last year of my 20s, trying to get better, get my health in, in order, my mental health. And I wanted to document it on TikTok to maybe see if there was other women that were going through the same thing. And there mm -hmm. was, that's why I started posting um, online, basically. That was two months ago. And since then, uh, I've posted every day since, and we have a nice little community. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm feeling very motivated. Yeah, you've, I think I followed you in the early stages because I, of course, can definitely relate to everything that you advocate for and to see you have now grown to what, over 10,000 followers or like you've grown significantly in only yeah. two months. Yeah. It, yeah. We're like at like 40,000, no, 45,000 now. Oh my so. gosh. Way past yeah. 10K. What the heck am I talking about? But yeah, you've grown so much, which is so great to see. And like, obviously it's like a testament to exactly what you're talking about. It's like a lot of women feel this way. Yeah, exactly. Especially women that are near the end of their twenties, where you feel a lot of us, I feel have been kind of in survival mode, most of our twenties trying to figure it out. And we just, you know, we want more now we want more to life than just struggling. So yeah, there's a lot of people that, that relate. For sure. Were you on TikTok like before you you made this account and just like saw the relatability of everyone's posts or did someone just tell you you should go on TikTok? Um, so it actually started in 2016 on Instagram. I had attempted to like record my weight loss journey and it um, I had lost like 40 pounds in five months and I had gained a following oh. there as well. Like, like I think it was like 50,000 people. And then I kind of fell off. I got pregnant and I deleted all social medias until I came back a few months ago on TikTok. So I was, oh my gosh, yeah. are you like sort of kicking yourself now that you deleted your old Instagram or was it sort of like, no, it's fine. It's all like par for the course. And that was like a moment in time. And I'm kind of, it was good when it lasted and 
when I did it and I'm fine with how it all turned out now. It was really good while it lasted. I think a lot of the person that I am today is due to the, that time where I was very insecure, very alone in the world. And I that little community really showed me that it was okay to be myself. Um, but I definitely needed to be off off of social media just because I became kind of obsessed with losing the weight. And I felt like my whole life was revolving around doing that. So when I got off, I focused on being a mom and just working on my mental health. And so it was good for me to not be online during that like fragile time in my life, you know? I'm a firm believer in you don't have to be perfect to be considered successful. And I think that's exactly what you're doing on TikTok and that content speaks for itself. What would you consider a successful day for yourself or how would you define a successful day? That's a good question. Um, I'm someone that's very all or nothing, like black and white and an extremist. So I think that a, a successful day for me is a day where I'm not in either extremes. And I feel like every day I'm being pulled either way. So either I feel like I want to revert back to my old habits and I want to go back to, you know, binging and not taking care of myself. And on the other end, I want to go hard and I want to, you know, do an hour workout a day and eat, you know, 100% clean. So a day where I'm able to just talk myself down from either of those extremes and find balance, to me, that's a successful day. Makes me think of some of your videos where you document like everything that you're eating throughout the day. And sometimes like you'll go to McDonald's or like Tim Hortons or whatever. And like, you'll get like fast food, essentially, Mm -hmm. I say in like quotations. And then you're also showing like your dinner, you're like making meals at home or whatever. And I think that that's a really good mindset, especially on TikTok, where there's a lot of content that's like, I make all of my meals and I meal prep all the time. And like, I never eat out. And it's just like, that's not really realistic for like the working gal. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like people that have kids, like I'm a single mom. It's not realistic. You know, I can't be, I can't be perfect, especially overnight. You know, I have Mm -hmm. to take it slow. So you've made the decision, the goal to post about your life, whether good or bad um, on TikTok. And you've decided to do that every single day. So how do you ensure that you are dedicated and you're staying true to this goal and you're like not getting burnt out with consistently posting every day? Well, I've actually been making videos for years now, um, just for myself, for sending to my family. Like I find it, it's kind of like therapy for me. So I'll do like video diaries. I have some that go back all the way to 2015, where I'm just sitting down talking about things I want to change. So because I've been doing it for so long, it's a hobby to me. And I never feel like I have to post like I want to I really enjoy every aspect of it I don't know if that's gonna be like that forever but for right now I feel no pressure and I look forward to documenting so so far I I think I'm doing good but if ever there was a time where I felt like I need to step back I would definitely do that even though I would love to post every day you know I I would probably take a break if I felt I needed it Each video, you start off by celebrating how many days you've been binge free. Can you elaborate on these eating habits, the triggers for you and how you define a binge? So to me, a binge is just a total lack of control around food. So a binge for me would usually what a binge for me looks like is near the end of the day, I will order a bunch of takeout, I'll order a bunch of food and I will just sit down and I will eat until it hurts and then I'll eat some more. And it's, it's a total loss of control. And I was doing this on the daily for like years at a time, which, you know, was really affecting my mental health. It was affecting my health, my, my Um, Mm self-esteem. So I, I count how many days I've been binge free because it, it helps me celebrate the little wins, you know, just being a week binge free, 10 days binge free. It's not so much going for a goal, like 
to be binge right. free for the rest of my life, but I want to celebrate the effort. That's why I mention it. I think it's just because I'm proud and I'm really working to, for sure. to, to change my habits, you know, to be more balanced. If you could give like top three tips to potential binge eaters or anyone who has binge eating tendencies, what would those be? Okay. So my number one tip is to not restrict anything. And by restrict is that you don't want to have any foods that you're not going to allow yourself to eat. You know, um, going into it, sometimes you want to lose all this weight and you want to get your health back and you think, well, I'm going to cut out sweets or I'm going to cut out fast food. And I think that if you're dealing with binging, um, you know, that restriction is the thing that usually causes the binge because you feel like you're not allowing yourself to eat something. And then you, you kind of lose control and you're like, well, this is too hard. I'm going to go all out. So number one, it would be not to restrict what I like to do is that I don't cut any foods out, but I do try to just be a little more aware of what I'm eating and maybe cut down on the portions instead of cutting out the food completely because I'm in it for the long run, you know, so I want it to last long term. That would be like my number one tip. Another one is also allowing yourself to overeat sometimes because you're coming from a past of eating copious amounts of food. And so to think that overnight, you're going to just stop that. I don't think it's very realistic. So there's been times where I eat, I overeat and I have to like not shame myself because then Mm -hmm. it can trigger a binge. You know, shame is a big trigger for binge in my case. So when you say overeating versus like losing all control, are you talking about like maybe you'll have a larger portion or maybe you'll eat more meals throughout the day? Like clearly you still have that control of how much you're eating. I mean, sometimes it can be like having a second portion of my meal, even though I'm not necessarily hungry, but I want to have another plate or having dessert when I've had, you know, dessert at lunch. It's like, it's, I don't need to eat it, but it would make me feel good. So I allow myself to do that. That's what I would consider overeating. You recently explained on TikTok, you had a specific video where you were like, you know, damn, my entire life is revolved around changing some of my toxic habits or patterns in my life. And it feels like I've worked on this for a while or for a very long time. And you said that you felt frustrated that you weren't seeing results or changes faster. What would you say to those that are also feeling this way? Maybe they're feeling impatient and they just want to arrive on their like quote unquote destination or their goal. So what I like to remind myself is that I'm in it for the long run. So I want, you know, these, these changes to last long term. So it's a little bit slower and I'm also used to being more extreme in the, the way that I like to like attempt to change my life. So I'm used to seeing results a lot faster, but slow and steady wins the race. And I'm constantly reminding myself of this. And also something that I noticed just this week is that sometimes you think you're blocked on something, you're really struggling with a habit. And then all of a sudden overnight after working at it, it just unclicks and it Mm -hmm. suddenly becomes faster. Like it becomes easier. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so you have to wait for those moments because they do happen. Um, You just need to stick to it. And a lot of the times I would give up before I would get there, you know? Right. So now it's just like, I'm trying to trust the process. And like, if you continue working at it, you're going to see results, even Mm -hmm. if it takes longer, but it's a mind game. And there are days where it's just, it's extremely frustrating, you know, to be putting in all that effort and you're not really seeing much results, but they do come. Yeah. I think that is the, probably the worst part is like everything now is like instantaneous and we have to have it immediately. And if we don't have it like within our reach or like when we want it, we like give up and move to the next thing. I think that's like with everything, like dating, like jobs, friendships, like everything in your life is just, if you don't get it in like 
a snap of a finger. It's like, okay, I, I don't have time for this, which is really frustrating. And essentially, especially, sorry, when you're working at your own goals, like what you said, it's you're in it for the long haul. Yeah, that's so true though. We are used to just getting everything right away, you know, mm-hmm. good point. What are you currently loving in life right now? Oh, I love this question. So since I started documenting my life and just like, you know, you put a grainy filter on your your video and you put some music, it's hard not to fall in love with your life and to fall in love with the little things. So I've just been appreciating the little things, you know, my morning coffee, reading a book in my bed, and also um, the comments that I get online about my family. I've never taken my family for granted, but just seeing people being like, you're so lucky that you're so close to your mom or so close to your sisters and that you're well surrounded. It just made me realize, like, I really do have a good life. And I feel I'm feeling a lot more grateful about family and just the life I'm living. You know, I think I'm really I am blessed you know, Mm -hmm. so it's made me realize the little things. I love that. Is there a specific book that you're currently reading right now? Um, I'm actually reading a fiction book that I read when I was a teenager, because I'm having a bit of trouble getting back into reading. Mm -hmm. So because I know I like that book, I thought it was like a safe bet, you know, to ease my way back into it. It's also so fun to read a book like way long ago or like watch a movie or have an experience of some sort of media that you've consumed when you were a child and then watch it again when you're older or experience it again when you're older. And sometimes it's a little bit of a downer and it's like, this is not how I envisioned it way back in the day. And sometimes it's like, this is exactly how it was when I was a kid or it just is better because you watched it as a kid that's true or when you watch a movie and you used to relate to the the child actor and now mm-hmm. you watch it as an adult and now you relate to like the mom it's like oh wow. <laughs> my god that is me and devil wears prada because i always used to relate to like andy like anne hathaway character but then now i'm like i totally sympathize with meryl streep's character because she's like technically the villain but like she's not the villain whatsoever she just does her job that's like a whole another tangent and there's like another side of tiktok too that like advocates for meryl streep's character and all that stuff so i've actually like, never seen that oh I my gosh you it. have to watch it's like it's probably my favorite movie of all time besides like maybe two others but it's a good one if you like like fashion and you love a good fashion montage and just like busting your ass in new york city like grinding it out it's a pretty good one and i mean meryl streep's in it so you can't okay, really go I'm gonna wrong. add it to my list. I'm gonna <laughs> have to watch that. Yeah, it's a good one. Now that you're posting content daily about your life and what you're going through, I assume you sort of alluded to this with all the comments that you're receiving that everyone and their mother probably has an opinion about what you're doing and how you're doing it. So, how have you managed other people's opinions and inputs, like expectations and sometimes like negative feedback? And also, how have you like not let that get to you and affect you mentally? Uh, well, I let it affect me. Well, I mean, not that I let it, but it definitely affects me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very, very sensitive and I'm also like a raging people pleaser. So, my need to be Same. accepted and more than anything, it's being understood. So, when somebody comment something I'll take it like as a criticism and I feel the need to over explain and justify myself but on the flip side I think it's a good opportunity to practice being a little more self-secure in in myself a little more self-confident knowing that what I'm doing is what I think is best for me and if people 
don't agree or they don't understand to, to be okay with that. But I've had just mostly like 99% positive comments. Like, uh, really, I'm really, really lucky. People are so nice. And the negative comments are not even mean. They're just, I'm just extra sensitive. So, so far, <laughs> we're good. If I read a, a bad comment, like I'll just, I'm able to just kind of block it. I'll think about it a bit, but trying to remind myself, like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what what's best for me. So. Yeah, I would say the idea of women, especially as they get older, I also struggle with the fact of like being secure in myself and I'm also a a recovering people pleaser and just recently I've also gone through the experience or tried to be mindful of being like people aren't going to agree with me or even like me and like that's totally okay because I'm just not meant for them and that's Mm -hmm. fine but it is a bit difficult growing up and trying to appease and make everyone like you like that in itself is a toxic habit yeah absolutely and it it usually comes from childhood so yeah Yeah. I feel you (laughs) definitely you said for the next year that you're going to work at improving your eating habits your financial habits and your mental health I think you said this in your first pinned video sort of like a summary Mm -hmm. of what your page was all about on TikTok right so can you share your recent improvements any insights or findings that you've had in these three aspects of your life to date? They kind of all go hand in hand. So right now I'm really more focused on the the eating habits Mm -hmm. um, and cutting down the amount of takeout because there was a time where I was eating takeout multiple times a day. So financially definitely struggled because of that, definitely went into debt because of it. Mm -hmm. It felt like an addiction. Um, So now that I'm eating less takeout, I feel like my finances are getting better, but I'm also being proactive about tracking my finances a little better, just trying to overall have more balance because again, I'm an extremist. So I eat like crazy. I shop like crazy. It's all in excess. And same for the mental health. So because I'm eating better and because my finances are a little more stable, I feel like my mental health has seen a huge improvement as well. So they always go hand in hand. So when the eating goes down, well, the finances go down, mental health plummets. I feel like we're kind of the same person because I am also like a street, an extremist. And I think I have a very addictive personality because I know that. I restrict myself because I don't want to like go the opposite way because I have been the opposite way, like the polar extreme of that. So it's really hard. I find to like balance it as, and also deal with like that shame and not like get mad at myself if I like screw up. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also that thing where you fix one aspect of your life, like, okay, so you're ordering less takeout. And in consequence, because now you have more money, well, now I'm just buying clothes every day, right? Mm -hmm. Because And so it's just like, (laughs) I find it difficult sometimes to just stay balanced Mm -hmm. and I'll go from, but anyway, it's a work in progress. So in one TikTok you posted back in December, you explained healing from familial trauma. And the biggest takeaway from that video was that you never thought that you'd get over that experience and that you had always thought you would be defined and surrounded by sadness, which first off is just, I think that's very profound when I watch that video. I'm not going to lie. I cried because I could definitely relate to it. It's so crazy how we're both on our phones, but like, I feel like so connected to you just in you being vulnerable. And wow. you said, I don't know who I am. If I'm not that sad girl, God, I'm like going to cry. Right now. I'm not going to cry. cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cry. No, 
but you did say, I don't know who I am if I'm not that sad girl. So how did you get to where you are today in your healing journey? And also how have you transitioned from being that sad girl to Amanda who is here before us today? So long story short, I grew up in like a super religious family. And at the age of 18, I decided that I was going to leave like the community. And when you leave, you're kind of shunned. And so I lost my family for eight years. And like we're eight kids, we were a very, very close family. So those eight years were very difficult. And I think a lot of my trauma and my my binging, it's it, they're all coping mechanisms for those years, right? Only recently, I kind of I kind of had a bit of a realization where I was like, when I was 18 and I left home, the life I have is what I wanted more than anything. And I couldn't understand now that I have it, what the problem is, why am I still sad, you know? And I think I had to accept that there were wounds that were there that needed to be healed, even if now I had my family back and now I had this beautiful life. And that was like a hard realization to have, you know, but I think that now I'm just, I kind of lean into it. There are days where I wake up and I literally want to be sad. Like I want to put my hoodie on, I want to eat and I want to cry. And I allow myself to do that sometimes because it's just, it comes in waves, mental health. And you, sometimes you just have to ride the wave. So there's days where you're going to wake up and you're going to feel depressed. And instead of trying to press that down, I, I try to let myself feel it. And I'm trying to find different coping coping mechanisms you know, mm -hmm. so the binging was like my main one. And now I'm just trying on trying to, to find ways to cope with my emotions better. But it, it has been challenging. There are nights where like, I just go to bed early, because I can't mm -hmm. feel not the best coping mechanism, but it's a work in progress. But I think allowing myself to feel what I need to feel has really made a big difference instead mm -hmm. of trying to not deal with it, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. And especially the point that you said, like, you had your family back, but you still felt sad. I think one of the biggest things I've learned recently is like, you can have duality in a situation. You can have like the two yeah. complete polar opposites and both be true and both be like, okay. That's sort of yeah. what I've noticed about life is like, it doesn't have to just be like black and white and one way. Like there's room yep. to have different feelings, different emotions about one specific experience or, or problem. Yeah. And the fact that it comes in waves too, sometimes you think you're doing so better. And like, I, it happens to me all the time. I think I'm healed. Like, I think I'm, I'm cured of my depression mm -hmm. and then it just hits me. So now I'm, I'm kind of like, stop. I'm trying to stop thinking that I'm healed. Like I might struggle with my mental health the rest of my life and I'm better right. off just trying to work on the coping, the triggers, sure. you know, how to deal with it instead of making it disappear. Cause it's probably mm -hmm. not going to go away. You know, I think that's a definitely a better outlook on it because I think people who say that they're healed or think that the work is done, it's a little bit of a naive viewpoint most likely everyone who is dealing with some form of like mental health or eating disorder or it's I think it's always going to be there in some aspect yeah. and like you said the coping mechanisms are probably the best thing that are going to work to help that yeah absolutely is there anything before we wrap up that you would want to say to anyone that's listening and about anything that we discussed today or just about you and who you are 
So if I could give a piece of advice to anyone that is also trying to better themselves and change their habits, it would be to remind yourself that it's always going to be you versus you. I think it's so easy in today's society to compare where everyone's at, but we all come from different, we all have different histories. And what's been so helpful for me is just trying to be better than I was you know, the day before, a month before, and just comparing myself to me, because if I start trying to emulate someone else's journey, it just doesn't work. I've tried, it does not work. And it takes off so much pressure. Because what I've realized is that as long as you're alive, you can try, right? So as long as I'm alive, I can try, there's no rush to arrive. And it really takes the pressure off. I'm on, I'm only on my timeline. I love that quote. There's no rush to arrive. That's like, so wonderful. Lastly, where can people find you and follow you on social media? Sure. So on TikTok, my username is Amanda Finding Balance. That's where I'm posting daily. Um, but I also have a YouTube channel where I want to start posting a little bit more long format content. So that's Amanda Finding Balance as well. And I have Instagram. It's Amanda Finally Finding Balance. Um, I haven't posted much, but I will start eventually. Had someone else taken Amanda Finding Balance? The username it was or me. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was me in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And could you not get into that old account? I could, I could, I just don't remember the password. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go back there. That was a different right. lifetime. So I was like, That's you know fair. what? It could be Amanda finally finding balance, like yeah. part two. <laughs> a new iteration. I love it. Yeah. 